0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McFarlane, next. Okay. So can you do that for me one time? Yes. McFarlane. Oh, come on. Put a little something behind McFarlane. it. McFarlane. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Good morning.
1: Uh, listen, I am. Uh, we haven't spoken to you since the Bloom era came to an abrupt end. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you hearing about uh, who will be running the show next season?
0: A lot of buzz about Mike Hazen. Uh, Mike Hazen, of course, the president of baseball operations with the Arizona Diamondbacks, former GM of the Red Sox. But I, I do think that that is a, um, that is a long shot still. Because Mike Hazen, his family is embedded in Arizona. They've got a good thing going there. Last time they went through this, uh, he got a contract extension out of it because the Red Sox interest. So I, I think that he would have been a great choice, and I think that he's a guy that the fan base would actually get excited about. But ah, man, I don't, I don't really see it happening right now because of all the things that I just said. But there, there are some other people out there, some other people who have actually done the job before which i think has to be a prerequisite you have to have made trades you have to have signed free agents you have to have gone through this this time around if you're going to get this job so and that
1: was in your mind that that ended up being the downfall when it came to just uh, not enough experience
0: yeah Heim did a lot of good things as we talked about here a bunch of times but I think the biggest thing, and the Red Sox can push back on this, but it was just a fact, is that there was this narrative throughout baseball that you had, you had to win the trade by 70% instead of 51%. Mm-hmm. And and that became an issue, obviously, at the trade deadlines, trade deadlines plural. Um, and, and I think ultimately, whether it was that, whether it was signing free agency, not getting uncomfortable enough to actually get guys like Zach Eflin done, then, you know, that was a sort of his downfall. And then they looked, guys, I mean, they looked at it this way. Not only do you have the creeping in apathy of the fan base, not only do you have the last place finishes, but you have an offseason coming up here where you know you're going to have to make significant moves. And the, the kind of moves that you might have to make maybe don't lean into what Haim ha- had done in the past.
1: Not to mention... That you had the opportunity to unload the Chris Sale salary, and you, and you couldn't make that happen.
0: Yeah, that was so. You know, I've, I had heard about that shortly before the news about Heim, and then when the Heim day happened, sort of dug in a little bit deeper on it. And that was when to, to let people know what happened there. You had a deal. Um, well, you had an offer from the Rangers. After Sale had broken his hand. So he was on the injured list heading into the 2022 trade deadline. And the Rangers said, well, hey, we'll trade for Chris Sale. We want to trade for Chris Sale. We'll take on his whole contract. The whole Which, thing. The we'll whole take the thing. The whole entire Yeah, thing. I mean, I know that it's come out, you know, or I think the Globe said all but 14000000 million. I'm told the whole thing. Hmm. And so that was two and a half years, about $55 million. And you know maybe a couple players. It's sort of like I think that Jones said this. It's sort of like the the Beckett Crawford Adrian Gonzalez deal. The money is the thing here, right? So they say no. Uh, we we want better players than you're offering, so we're not going to do the deal. So the deal was never done. It obviously to me it wasn't. It was just sort of painted the picture of the reluctance to pull off those sort of deals, which ended up, I think, coming back to bite them. And, and there's other examples. There's examples of him making good trades too, but that one had, I think, felt like it had to be surfaced. But my question, Rob, is why wouldn't Heim Bloom, who was hired to reduce costs, not be over the moon in getting rid of Sale, whose deal is an albatross around the organization? It's a good question and you know when I first heard it, my literally my first words were the whole thing, <laughs> the whole contract mm-hmm. and and so I think that if you go back to that time, if you want to paint the whole picture, well, you know, he was coming back from Tommy John. He thought his elbow was going to be okay. This was a broken finger. He thought was that, that was going to be okay. And and then say maybe they felt like they needed to have some semblance of starting pitchers going forward. They were looking at the optimistic view of Chris Sale. But overall, I, I mean, I'm, pay, I'm, I'm giving the, the devil's advocate of this, but still – for 55 million dollars that's a lot of stuff that you can invest in and, and including guys that you probably have a little bit more certainty of Bradville going back to the filling of Himes role so if you say that you need somebody who's done this job before is does that mean in your mind Alex Cora will not uh, make that part of his future no I think Alex Cora wants to do it at some point in his life but I just don't think it's going to happen right now and and if if maybe it becomes something where you have somebody who comes in who's an up and comer, like a Brandon Gomes, right? A Brandon Gomes is a guy from Fall River. He's the GM of the Dodgers, and a lot of people are talking about him. But, you know, he has Andrew Friedman is above him. I don't know if if they would be willing to say, hey, go get him. You're the president of baseball operation, you're the be all, end all. With Alex Cora, if if you say you went down that road, I think you still would have to bring in somebody else who has done that before, um, because I think that's what we're talking about. We we, we have to have we, we're going to be faced with some very very difficult situations in terms of trading prospects, in terms of spending money. And I'll tell you a name to keep an eye on, which uh, you know it's been come out that that her contract is up after the end of the year is Kim Ng. Who is the uh, GM for the uh, the Miami Marlins? I mean, you look at some of the trades that she's made since she's been there. They've been difficult trades, but they've been good trades. She's made some tough decisions there, and I, I just think that, that that if you said tomorrow that she was going to be the person that they identified, I would have no problem with that at all. I hate the, I,
1: I hate it more than anything to validate any of of, of Wiggy's leads. Uh, however. <laughs> Uh, are you hearing? Uh, I believe it was uh, Gammons who reported over the weekend that Shohei would indeed consider the Red Sox. Are you hearing that same thing?
0: No. Okay. Well, you need to be hearing <laughs> it because
1: when Peter Gammons you know, speaks,
0: you should be and, listening, Brad. Listen Peter, I'm Hall of Famer. I always listen when Peter well, speaks. Don't sound
1: like you are. No. Well,
0: well. Okay. The, I I know that it'll be much easier for Shohei to walk down the street and get his New Balances from Jim Davis. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, let's be real here. Like the show. I mean, the, all of this, all of this can be leveraged from here on in. We might hear the Red Sox a bunch. Well, all I know is this, the, the Shohei Otani in the first time around didn't even take a meeting with the Red Sox. Um, I think he still prefers, no matter what is said, he still prefers to be on the West Coast. He obviously prefers to win. And, yeah, it's great that he has a relationship with New Balance. New Balance is an awesome company. Jim Davis is an awesome guy. But still, at the same time, I don't think the relationship with his sponsor sponsor Mm -hmm. is going to draw him to Boston just because that's where the the behemoth of a building Well,
1: to me, it has nothing to do with New Balance. To me, it's simple. I love when you have a um John Henry who is irrational and who is do thing, who is doing things because he is now frustrated or he's starting to hear the whispers. And I'm I believe, and Lou Maloney talked about this, that you're gonna see the Red Sox and John Henry go back to doing what he did before. And that's opening up a checkbook and giving somebody a hefty, hefty payday, and that being Shohei. Well, okay, so uh, also I, it's, it's it's not whispers; it's literally people yelling. John, pay Raffy. Hey, <laughs> <Pay> anybody? <laughs> Sorry,
0: Brad. I think I think that you could be irrationally rational, and 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 in that way, I agree with you. And I, I, this is what it comes back to. How, why I think they want to go in a different direction because they know this is coming. Not only because you need good players, but because you need, to, you need to push back apathy. You need to get excitement back. You can't have the Dodgers fans marching down the street overcoming people who are just happy to be there on $9 ticket night. You know, you can't have that. But with Otani is one thing. The guy that he's, they're going to be irrationally rational about is Yamamoto. This guy who is going to cost a crap load of money but is 25 years old and it is exactly what the Red Sox need. So I appreciate you, Wiggy. Mm -hmm. I respect you. I think your Brockton football team is going to do great things this year. (laughs) but But Yamamoto is the guy you should focus on and not Otani.
1: All right, Bradfo, will you be making the season-ending trip to Baltimore with the Red Sox?
0: I will. I, hopefully, okay. we uh, have a big baseballs and boring party, but uh, I, uh, it's I, always I, a party being with you guys. I, I appreciate.
1: May, it. I was invited to go, so I may. Uh, you Ooh. and I, maybe you and I can break some bread down there. And uh-huh. can,
0: can, can I advertise that you will attend our event? Of Let's go. go. Of
1: course, I will. I would. Love all right. To. Is, will, it all ride. Huh? Is it a weekend? Is yeah, it yes. a weekend? Yeah, it's a weekend. Yeah, weekend. Wow, trip. I, I want to go. I, I will not be flexing any time. Some I, crab I, cakes. I was. Uh, yeah. I it's, would like to go. Yeah, it should be. Love uh, Baltimore. I let, be good. <laughs> should I'd be like Rob and, I, Rob and I never spend any time together, really? and I feel like it would be good for us. It's like a new it's, season of The Wire.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone whistle like Omar? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brad, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, see you all. All
1: right, that is Rob Bradford, and here is Courtney with What is Trending. Grish and Fourier. Weekdays, 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
0: Trending now brought to you by Shaw's. The Pittsburgh Steelers get their first win of the season in Monday Night Football over the Browns, 26 to 22. A terrible season.